Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober. This is episode 331 with Elizabeth Chance. Busy, I'm also known as. And my guest, Jaya, my husband. He's here today to help me so you don't just have to listen to me. And it's episode 331. And our topic today is willingness. Hmm. Willingness. And... I'm going to do the ad at the beginning this week. And I want to thank Soberlink for sponsoring us. Imagine you've just gotten sober. You're working your program, checking in with a recovery coach, maintaining employment, and, well, thriving. Now imagine none of your closest family or friends believe you. I know that that's happened Mm -hmm. to a lot of people. So much trust is lost during active addiction, and it can be hard to convince loved ones that things are different, that you're different. Soberlink can help. Soberlink's remote alcohol monitoring system is designed to help you sustain a sober lifestyle while rebuilding trust with loved ones. It's small enough to fit in your purse or in your pocket and discreet enough to use in public. Soberlink's devices combine facial recognition combined with tamper detection and real-time results. So friends and family know instantly that you're sober and working towards your recovery goals. As a certified recovery coach myself, I can't think of a better tool to maintain accountability, strengthen the community, and to prove sobriety to loved ones. Make 2023 a memorable one. Visit www.soberlink.com slash BLS for Busy Living Sober and sign up and receive a $50 promo code off your device. Thanks wow, again, that Sober. that's like a great deal. It's a great deal. Mm-hmm. It is a great deal. I have had somebody call me and say, can you give it to me for less than $50? I'm like, come on, dude. Your sobriety is worth more than 50 bucks. Don't you think? At least 60. And giving yourself peace of mind and your family members peace of mind. It's mm. totally worth getting the device and signing up for it. I think. I think. Um, I know a lot of people that could have used it back in the day. Peace of mind for the family, for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. So willingness willing are you willing to go are you willing to stay are you willing to go to any length are you willing not to what is that what do you think i think it's willingness what do you think about willingness um willingness is uh that's what it takes you know it doesn't take a lot of effort or anything else but you just have to be willing to change you have to be willing i think for me i've said it before i'll say it again the key is that I have to get to the point where I'm willing to listen to somebody else instead of just myself, you know, cause I listened to just myself for all those years and look where it got me, you know? And that's, that's what happened to me. I was finally willing to listen to somebody else and say, you know what, like what I'm doing is not working. Maybe somebody else has a better idea because maybe these people that I see that claim they've been sober for all these years, like maybe they're onto something. And, uh, you know, maybe I should listen to that. That was really what it was all about. I think it was so interesting what you just said, because I just thought about willingness because I was reading something and it made me think of being willing. And I think that, you know, we need willingness, not only in sobriety, in willingness to want to change, right? Mm -hmm. We have to change. So for me, I want to, you know, I've, I've, 
I want to put down sugar. I just feel like it's so bad for me. It's so, and I don't mean natural sugars. I love apples and peaches and oranges and all that stuff, but like cookies and cake. Those are not natural sugars? They're not. Sorry. Damn. Sorry. (laughs) He loves cookies. He eats cookies. He's a cookie monster. I don't eat cookies, but he does. Mm -hmm. And I luckily, I don't know why if I've talked myself out of it. But um, because I've wanted to quit it for so long that maybe now I've just talked myself out of thinking that it even tastes good. I'm like, oh, that cookie's gross. But I have to be willing to say, all right, I'm going to do this today. I'm a firm, firm believer in being willing in the day. I had not been, and I talked about this last week, I hadn't been to a 12-step meeting in, in person in a month. Maybe it was longer. It was, it had been a little while. Mm-hmm. And my fellow traveler, my friend, also known as a sponsor in certain groups, um, said, you know, maybe you should just try one. Maybe you should go to one again. So I was going to go last week and I wasn't willing to get my butt out of bed. I was not willing. I was not willing. I was like, I'm just laying here. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. But today I was willing. I got up. I put on my shoes. You know, the crazy thing is you didn't, I didn't have to get dressed up (laughs) at all. And I just walked out the door and went Mm -hmm. and it was really great. It was really great. So you listened to somebody else. And I was willing Mm -hmm. and I was willing to do this. I was like driving there. I'm like, "Uh, do I really want to go? Should I go to yoga? Should I go to Pilates? Should I do something else? I should go. Mm -hmm. I should go. It's, um, you know, this willingness game um, is, I want to look up the definition, actually, while we're talking about it. Willingness is, let's see, I think I've talked about it before, actually, on the podcast. I think we have, yeah. I think we have, too, because I think it's a topic it, that comes up a lot. Well, because I think so many people, you know, willingness is a noun, and it is the quality or state of being prepared to do something, readiness, the ability and willingness of workers to migrate. So what an interesting sentence they chose, but um, <laughs> workers willing to migrate. Mm-hmm. It's, um, are we willing to go do things even though we're uncomfortable? So I'll tell you this, you looked up willingness, look up willing because it's a verb. And that means it's an action Okay, so that we gonna... can take. Okay, so look at that. Aren't we glad that we have JF with us? Because he's very good at grammar and I'm obviously not. So, willing is an adjective. It was an adjective. It is. It's not a verb. It's an adjective. Okay. Inclined or favorably disposed in mind. Ready. Willing and eager to help. Prompt to act or respond. Lending a willing hand. Done. Done born or accepted by choice or without reluctance a willing sacrifice or of relating to the will or willpower of choosing volatile volational so it's really interesting i have to say you know now that we're in 2023 there's a lot of willingness, I think, to want to change things. We've been in 
you know, after COVID, I think it was so dark. It was so dark. I still walk in. I just walked in the other day with JF actually to um, the fresh market. And I walked in the fresh market and I kind of had a little bit of PTSD because I was like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I remember being in COVID and everybody here in Florida and you had to have a mask. And I was looking at everybody in the store and I felt like I was in a horror movie. I'm like, what is going on? There's all this darkness and all this fear over this thing that we were all going to get and we were all going to drop dead on the streets. I felt like, like, it was like, oh my gosh, you can't have it. It's going to kill you. It's going to kill you. And literally it was like on the streets and you had to be willing to go and wipe off your groceries and do this stuff to the extreme. But then you had to be willing when it kind of died down, especially here very soon after it, it was not long. I can't imagine living in certain places in the world that I would have been, I would have probably gone crazy, but, um, the willingness to go, I trust that, um, I'm going to be okay. Yes. I think you got to be willing to get on with life. You have to be willing. You Mm -hmm. have to be willing. Like I have been, you know, I, um, in this meeting, I saw a friend of mine that I haven't seen and, you know, I have to be willing to change. You know, I've been carrying around many for many, 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 many years. I, um, grudges. I've been, uh, anger, bitterness. Um, I would say sometimes I even have a chip on my shoulder, even though you could never tell in this podcast, but I do with other people and certain members of family and all sorts of things. And I've had this anger and I'm like, all of a sudden this morning when I was doing my meditation and I was doing it with this woman who's in Australia, I love her. But anyway, um, Anne-Marie Wally, I think is her name. I can't remember. But um, if you want to know, you can email me. But um, I get out of bed and I'm willing to do my meditation and I'm willing to write in my journal. But what I was thinking about when I was writing in my journal like I could write in my journal, I'm angry at this. I'm angry at that. I'm angry at this stuff that I'm totally power, powerless over, by the way, everything that I'm, everything that I'm angry about most of the time is what I'm powerless over, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. It's always what I'm powerless it's over. It's always about things not going the way you want. Not the way that I thought they were going to go, doing not doing what I want them to do. Right. All these certain things that go along with this, you know, not being, not getting what I want. So I sat down and instead of writing that, I wrote, you know, I am so happy. I am so lucky. I have a roof over my head. I have food in the refrigerator. I have water in my sink. And we, I take these things for granted, right? In They talk about it in some literature, some, in all different literature. But, you know, we never question where the electricity comes from, it just comes, right? You just come home, you turn the lights, you paid your bill, your lights turn on, you're happy. You never even think about it. You don't think about it. You're like, my lights not, turned I'm on. I'm not happy or sad. I just, I just turn them on. I don't even think about it. I don't even think like, oh my gosh, where's this coming from? How lucky are we that we have power? There's people who don't have power. Well, think if you were born even just 125 years ago, you'd be, oh my gosh, what is this? You guys have light in your house? Are you kidding me? 
more or less a computer you carry around with you in your hand that can tell you everything that you want to know in a matter of seconds. Mm -hmm. I was talking to my dear, one of my dear friends this morning and she was talking about how she's like, you know, I had to fix something on the computer and I didn't know what, how to fix it. But you know, you go to Google and it tells you everything, but you have to be willing to go to Google and say, how do I work this? Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. But we have these egos, right? And I don't know if we're, when we're little, we get them or when it happens that we think we got this, we got this, we got this. Well, you met a two-year-old. Yeah. Well, it definitely happens by age two. What happens? We got this. That's two-year-olds. I don't need help. You know, can I help you put your shoes on? No. You know how they are. Keep going. That's exactly how they are. And uh, so really, when you think about willingness, I mean, it, to me, like I said, it all comes down to, um, you know, do I want to? Do I want to listen to somebody else or not? That's what it's all about. But sometimes that's yourself. You have to, but sometimes you listen to yourself and you're willing to listen to yourself in your own brain and you're not talking to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So in your own thoughts, like there's this crazy saying that says, um, you know, if you want, you know, if you go keep going to your same place for answers and it's in your brain, like you're not getting anything different. Your your body, I mean, at least I can. I don't know if you can. But I can convince myself of anything sure. I want to convince myself of. Absolutely. Like, I'm not an alcoholic anymore. Why do I have to go to these meetings? Why do I have to do these things that I don't find comfortable? Mm -hmm. Why? Exactly. What's the answer? The answer is whatever you think you want it to be. Honestly, you know, the, the truth is, I mean, when you get down to that, to that breast tax, like, the truth is, I'm an alcoholic. That's the truth. You know, so <clears throat> just like any other medical condition, am I going to treat it or not? That's simple. So I don't have to treat it if I don't want to. I don't have to treat diabetes if I don't want to. I don't have to treat cancer if I don't want to. I don't have to treat anything if I don't want to. I don't and have to treat a sore tooth if I don't want to. If you don't want to. Yeah. If your tooth hurts and you don't feel like going to the dentist because you're like, I don't want to be go. in pain. I don't want to be in pain. Are you going to be willing to actually pick up the phone and call the dentist? Or does it have to get so bad that <laughs> you wake up in the middle of the night with toothache and you go, oh my gosh, I have to call the dentist. I have something going on. Isn't it funny? So for me, physical pain doesn't have to get that bad. Right. But how about emotional pain? Oh, yeah, that has to get pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. Go on. Nope, that's just really how about because all that emotional pain is, well, not all of it, but the vast majority of it is, as you described, it all revolves around <clears throat> what am I not getting that I want? You know, who's not doing what I want them to do? And don't they understand? And why won't they? And how come I'm not? And, uh, you know, I guess I need to try harder. Um, and that's really what it is. I mean, to put it in the, the uh, context of, uh, of drinking, you know, my. Why don't you put it in the context of everyday life for us? I'm today. just going to make it simple. No, okay, we so want we want to hear. We want to hear a real story for you, how it is emotional and give us a well, story of how really, you're I guess, willing to get out of the pain. So, and maybe that doesn't pertain to alcohol. Let's hear a, another story. Well, let's think. So, I mean, I'll I'll put it in the context of my kids. Most of us have kids, you know. And, no, we're talking about your kids, though. No, I'm talking about my kids, you know, and you know my <clears throat> how I've been, how I've felt like I've been very disappointed over the years that they haven't done what 
I thought they should do, what I assumed that they would do, what I thought they were supposed to do. Um, and, you know, when they were, especially when they were younger, when they were really under my care, how I would work so hard to, you know, to get them, to try to get them to do what I wanted to do, to be what I wanted them to be, to go to the school that I wanted them to go to, to be the major that I wanted them to be, et cetera, and so on. Um, and, uh, you know, eventually what I came to realize was that um, for my own sanity and everybody else's, I need to let that go, you know. Were you will? How did you get willing to do that? Uh, I got willing to do that because the pain got so great. You know, the, the task got so difficult, and the results were getting worse and worse and worse. As far as I was concerned, <laughs> were you, know? you comfortable then? No, not at all. I mean, I had I had one kid that ended up in jail. That's terrible. You know, that's not what I had planned for him at all. You know. Not at all, but that's what happened. You know, I'm happy to say that, you know, he turned it around and uh, good for him, but it wasn't, in no means was it what I had envisioned from the moment that I carried him home as a little baby, you know, it just wasn't, but I had to let it all go. I had to leave it up to God and, uh, you know, and, and let God sort it out. I really did. But did, were you willing to ask for help along those lines? Did you talk to anybody? I wasn't willing to ask for help until it got so bad that I just was, that I had to, you know. I mean, that I, and, and this is the way I am. I have, I'll be the first one to admit it, very large ego. And uh, I just, I had to, and it's the same for most things in my life. I had to bash my head against the wall <clears throat> until I just couldn't do it anymore. And then I had to ask for help. You know, but my thing is, and I'm sure there's a lot of guys that can relate to this is like, I think like, I don't know the answer, but I think I'm supposed to know the answer. I think I'm supposed to have the answer. I think I'm su supposed to know what the thing is that needs to be done. And I can only think of what I can think of. You know, I always forget that. Oh, my God. Like, it's an infinite universe with infinite possibilities and infinite answers. And I'm just a tiny little piece of it, you know that's infinitesimal and uh you know i need to tap into that so as i've gotten older you know slowly but surely i've gotten better at it you know slowly but surely um so you know it actually happens sometimes now that i have a great idea and i bounce it off of somebody else before i actually put it into action you know a thing that um i've also been I've also had opinions about things that I wasn't willing to investigate. So I just had opinions and I didn't know what, I don't know if you can relate to this. So I would have opinions, like for instance, ADD so or ADHD. And I had opinions about it. Like this was just the way you were and this is the way. And then, you know, Mel Robbins just came out and said, I, she got diagnosed at 47 as being ADHD. And, um, I know that I have ADHD, but I've never dealt with it and I've never gone on medication. And, but because of that, I can see for so long, I'd be like, why would you go on drugs if you don't have to? What am I, why would you go on medication? And, and um, I can see why parents put their kids on medication now, because why would you, if it's available and it can help them get to the next level, then why not do it? why not help them with their ADHD? Um, and 
I have to be willing to look at different things and be willing to have an open mind. Mm. That is what I have to be willing to do. I think that's what we're really talking about. I think it's really getting to that place where you're like, life isn't just black and white. And um, I was actually talking to somebody else about their about somebody, and they were talking about how that person was just could only see black and white. And I was very black and white thinking when I was drinking. I was 37 when I got sober. So I don't want to say I was young because I wasn't that young, but I was very black and white. I thought I believed only one way. Like you could only do skin a cat one way. I hate to use that frame because I don't believe you can skin a cat, but um, you can only do certain things a certain way. And when I've given myself the ability to step back and go, wait a minute, there's different ways to handle situations, right? There's different scenarios. There's different, as you just mentioned, you know, there's, I think of only like A to Z. I don't even think that many of us be honest. I think of pretty much, I think of a good outcome, what I want my outcome to be or bad outcome to be. I don't think of all the other different colors that are in there between the good and the bad. I only think one way or this way. And I think that if we get to this place that we say, you know what? I don't know. And I'm willing to investigate different ways and different scenarios. And I have to sometimes say I was wrong and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We all need to do that. But sometimes it's going in. I mean, I said I was wrong and I was sorry to someone and they didn't, they were like, yeah, good for you. Mm -hmm. That's okay. They were like, good for you. I'm glad you're sorry, but I'm not accepting your apology. You need to do this, this and that. And I was like, "Mm, well, I'm not going to do those things, but I just wanted you to know I'm sorry. And I think it takes willingness to forgive It's so interesting because when I was reading this other thing, it was talking about willingness is literally just having a thought of being willing. So just like I said, when I was walking, like when I was writing this morning, like either I'm going to write good things, I'm going to write bad things. It's my choice. It's someone else's choice. It's my choice. Do I need to walk around being pissed off at everybody forever? Or do I finally get to this place where I'm like, not supposed to have anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to. It happened the way it was supposed to happen. Feels good to let it go, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. It's like wow. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be pissed. No. I don't need to be upset. No. I don't need to take things so fucking seriously. Excuse my French. And not everybody's out to get me. And. That's huge. That is. Because it's been a thing for me for a long time. I don't know if it's because of the way I was raised or if what it was, but I was always had this thought that like somebody was out to get me. Like who's gonna out to get me? I don't know. Is that nobody's out to get me? Nobody's out to get you. No. And it was really limited my life. Mm-hmm. It was a really, really hard thing to to deal with for a long, long time. I'm sure. I can only imagine. 
because it's it's so hard i mean for me it's i need to be you know humble enough to realize that um because you were talking about the good things or the bad things i imagine the good outcome or the bad outcome and and i've had to be humble enough to realize that <clears throat> just because i think it's good or just because i think it's bad doesn't mean it's true you know and if you look back because we always get the uh we get the luxury of time when we look back at difficult times and difficult situations and say, oh my gosh, that thing that I thought was the worst thing that ever happened, like, thank God that happened. That turned out to be the best thing that ever happened. You know, like for me and, and the way I can relate to that was, you know, I had a, I had a job <clears throat> that I put a lot of time, a lot of effort into many, many, many years. And I worked really hard at it. And I lost that job and I thought, oh my God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Like things, my life will never be as good as it was when I had that job. It just, it's not going to happen. It's not possible. You know, boo hoo, boo hoo, boo hoo. And, uh, and of course everybody knows what's going to happen now because it's obvious. <laughs> I ended up getting a better job, you know, and it wasn't a job that I ever thought that I would get or imagined that I would get. Um, but I got it and it turned out to be a much better job. So, you know, I went from the worst thing that ever happened to one of the best things that ever happened, but who knew in the moment, I didn't know, you know, if I knew now what I knew then, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to be in tough times and say, I got to let it go. I got, this is not going the way I wanted to. Oh my gosh, it's not going the way. Oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad, but you know, it's not. You know, it's just not going to be bad. Just it's going to be let different. It happen. It's going to be different, and it's uncomfortable when you're going through the. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. You got to let it go. Got to let it go. And I have to. That's where I really have to be willing. You know, is I got to be willing to, to, to have faith and trust in something greater than me, and that for you, that could be God, it could be the universe, it could be Gaia, it could be fate, it could be whatever it is. But you know, I truly believe there is some grand design and some grand plan and some power greater than me that watches over and uh like you said in uh, the grand scheme of things i've always had a roof over my head i've always had food in the refrigerator i've always had a refrigerator to have food in you know on and on and on like so much more than most people on this earth all these things i take for granted and uh, i really don't have anything to worry about except for what i choose to worry about thanks Jay, for coming on Mm -hmm. thank you everybody for listening so um be willing today i just read a book where it was like crazy the guy like had this crazy accident he faked his death and then his life totally changed and you would think that would have been the worst thing in the world but he had no idea so none of us have any idea so just get willing be willing it's all going to be okay just believe that in your heart and until reach out to me at Elizabeth at elizabethchance.com. Very easy. E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H at E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-C-H-A-N-C-E.com. I will respond. I promise. But being willing under any and all circumstances is number one. Get willing today. Okay. Get willing. All right. I am willing. Are you willing? I'm willing. Are we today. willing? We're willing. We're willing. We're willing. We're willing to do it. 
were willing to be and say, I'm going to change this because I'm sick and tired of being uncomfortable. And I am willing to step out there and do something I never thought I would ever be able to do. And I'm going to do it anyway, even though I'm scared and your brain is lying to you. Just do it anyway. Just get willing. Take care. Bye.